Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah. <laughs> I would... I- no, go ahead. Talk over the intro music. Carry on. Hello, my name is Bodie. <laughs> welcome to Kilowatt. I don't know. How does the intro go? Hello, everybody. Welcome to Kilowatt. My name is Bodie, and I'm your host, and I'm here with Sierra. And Sierra doesn't know when the mic is live. This is not a joke. We have done, we've started over at least five times. There is no one who. No, listen. Count it down. Three, two, one. But you hear the echo. Yeah, but I need someone to go three, two, and point, then point to me. Not even say one because okay. like I need that. Can we not do, can I'm we just used, not start over again? I'm just used to a more professional setup. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, I have no doubt about that. For some reason in my podcast room, there's a bed. I don't know why. <laughs> so anyways, here is visiting. Hi, thank, thank you, you for, for having visiting. me. I love having you here. <laughs> I miss you so much, and I'm very proud of you. I love you so <laughs> Hey, could you do me a solid? I only have 9% battery life. When oh. we came in here, I had 75. Could you go grab my backpack? It's yeah. it's by the freezer. Yeah, keep them busy. Okay. So the real thing that I like that doesn't have to do with Sierra is um, Postmodern Jukebox. They have a new uh, cover song. It's from Queen. It's Who Wants to Live Forever. Um, I am always going to be my 10 year old self that loved the movie Highlander and I love the movie or I love the song who wants to live forever by queen. And, uh, I highly suggest taking a look. I'll put a link in the show notes. We won't go too far into it. And then, um, I want to thank our Patreon supporters because, um, you guys make the show possible and gal. So I want to thank Cameron, Don, James, Mark, and Nate in no particular order. So thank you very much. I appreciate your your continued support. It really does mean a lot to me. And I'm sorry if this podcast sounds so disjointed. We literally have been recording for more than an hour. And uh, we recorded an entire podcast that uh, uh, is is unpublishable. And it's not, Sierra will tell you, it's her fault. It's not her fault. It's both of our faults. Mostly hers because she's kept swearing. But it's both both of our faults. Um, next week we're going to be giving away a coffee cup and it has a dragon on one side, SpaceX on the other. It's gray with a gray and black handle and it's black inside with a black little bottom. So if you are interested in having a coffee cup like that, put your headphones on. If you're interested in having that coffee cup, please either leave a review 
on iTunes and send me an email, Bodie at 918digital.com, B-O-D-I-E at 918digital.com, or become a Patreon supporter, or do both, and you get two entries, and I'll send you a free coffee mug. Whoa. I know, so insane. <laughs> That's what Brad's getting for Christmas. <laughs> nice. Okay. No, that's not really. Oh my God, when's his birth? Oh. Never mind. We won't talk about that. We got to get him something for his birthday. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get right into the show because last time again that took forty-eight minutes and it was so long. I just am going to harp on that for forty-eight um, minutes. <laughs> yeah. You know the thing is though, Sierra. Like lately, I've had to start over. I've recorded whole podcasts and thrown them out because I did so terrible. So don't. Okay, it, it, I'll beat myself up. Well, it, it's a it's an us thing. It's not a you thing. Oh, okay. Because Sierra you. really was beating herself up. Yeah, physically, emotionally, literally, actually. Yeah, she was laying on the bed in the <laughs> podcast room, which doesn't usually have a bed in it, in the yeah. fetal position, crying. So here we go. We're going to redo it. In the video section, I'm going to put a video in the show notes, which is very curated by myself, and I work very hard to make it nice and easy to read. So please take a look at the show notes. A Model 3 owner was driving down the road, and a police officer came up behind him, pulled him over. Um, why did he pull him over, Sierra? He pulled him over because he had a computer just in his dashboard. Mounted on his dashboard. Yeah, you can't do that. No, you can't. And the police officer said, hey, you can't have this computer mounted on your dashboard. And the gentleman said, great, can you help me get it off? <laughs> Classic. Yeah. But... It's- Go ahead. I thought we were doing like the back and forth thing. No, no, like go ahead. NPR does. Um, yeah. So, yeah, he had a good laugh because he was like, obviously it can't be removed because it's part of the car. And the police officer said, <laughs> it's like Mad Libs. <laughs> <laughs> Adjective. No, the police officer asked some questions and he really just kind of wanted to know whether or not was this or wasn't it a real computer or was it really attached to the car so he's like you know what does this do what does that do um you can't see the police officer because it was like a dash cam that was looking towards the uh, model 3 owner uh but the the police officer once he understood he was really cool he wasn't even when he came up to the car he was just like you know you can't have a you can't have that mounted to your dash Mm -hmm. and he wasn't like being jerky or anything so um i wouldn't be too hard on him because most I wouldn't say most. Most of the police officers and firefighters that I know are not tech savvy. So mm-hmm. for these guys to know that the Model 3 actually has this 15-inch screen mounted on the dash, that may, I mean, there's only like less than 100,000 Model 3s in the, the world. Right. So it's unlikely that, and I don't know where this video was filmed, but it's unlikely that this police officer yeah, has heard of a Model 3, much less seen one. For sure. Yeah, kind of a fun story though. Yeah, um, I like how we can. I like how both of them handled it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you help me take it off? That was really funny. <laughs> yeah, that's not how I would have handled it. <laughs> yeah, you'd have been like, <laughs> I already yeah, upset. I upset the the fine people at Schneff Farms by walking out the entrance <laughs> because my son didn't feel good and he was too hot. And they like, you got to walk out the gift, which was a whole way around. Yeah, it was really far. We went to this little farm thing. Oh, we shouldn't get into this, but if we were going to get into this. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they had something to say when I left. Yeah, because they didn't know that like me and Serena were part of like your party. And so when you left, a guy made a comment like, oh, next time we just got to like... Um, 
block the entrance, not let him leave. And I was like, well, he's not feeling well. <laughs> and so I got like really defensive because they didn't realize I was part of the party. Then they were like, oh, like, sorry, you can go out that way if you want. Yeah. My son actually threw up in on this little farm that we went to today and he was overheated. His face oh, was red. And she was like, if I could tell you how many excuses I've heard just like that. And yeah. I was like, what a jerk. Well, the thing is, is this farm is very nice. They're all very it. nice. It's oh, a great okay. place to go to, to be it's with awesome. your family if you're in the Phoenix area. It's in Queen Creek. Uh, but th- she told me that I had to walk like way out of the way with my sick kid to through the gift shop to exit the park when I could have just walked directly to my car and been there in a minute and a half yeah. with a sick kid in cowboy boots. So <laughs> I feel like um, it was unreasonable. And this lady's not going to stop me because I'm much much bigger than most people so and that relates to this cop video with (laughs) with model three yeah in more ways than one we won't even yeah we won't draw the parallels for you i have a mouth issue let's (laughs) just put it that way anyway moving on so we're gonna get into the kilobits section sierra do you know what kilobits are kilobit no (laughs) it uh, this is like small condensed stories that we're not going to get into a lot of um controversial Okay. Information. Warning. Okay. Got it. Okay. Yeah. All right. So this is Autoblog. Joel Stocksdale. Tesla, they released System 9. Uh, the System 9 update for Model 3, Model X, and Model S. So the update brings Atari games, if you're parked. Um, if your car was manufactured after August 2017 and you have hardware 2.5, you can use the forward-facing camera as a dash cam. And you just put in like a uh, USB um, thumb drive and you get, uh, it's got to be at least two gigabytes and you can, yeah, gigabytes, gigabytes and you can get 10 minutes of video. So that's kind of neat. All the cameras will be activated in full 360 view. Uh, You'll get on demand over the updates. So you just use your phone to request that. That's to manage. We'll talk about that in a second. And, um, Let's see here. You can use your phone to control the media uh, control center. You can send navigation directions to your car. You can sync your calendar, web browser, and monitor your energy usage with the Model 3. It's got updated climate controls, and it's got enhanced semi-autonomous driving. So Cool updates. Yeah, I think it's really Very good. Very exciting. I, don't think th- I think the Atari thing's kind of gimmicky. Because I've got so much better games on my phone, and some of those Atari games I could probably get on my phone and mm. or my Switch. So yeah. I wonder if it's a statement. It's like combine, like fusing the newest technology with like, you know. I think somebody just said it'd be really games. cool if you ran an Atari emulator, and Elon was like, "Yeah, that sounds like a great yeah, idea. Do it, do it live." <laughs> <laughs> so the next one, let's talk about production numbers, shall we? Simon Alvarez. Simon. From Teslarati. So we're going to talk about 2018 uh, third quarter production, delivery, and transition numbers. So first we're going to talk about production numbers. Tesla produced 80,142 Teslas. Cars. 50% of those, excuse me, that's 50% more than the second quarter of 2018, which was their previous best quarter. So they did great in, in 2018 or in the third quarter for 2018. 
55,840 of those were Model S and Xs, and 26,903 of those were Model 3s. So those are really good numbers and very um, hopeful. Is that the word I'm looking for? They're exciting. Promising, they're good yeah. numbers. Yeah, yeah they're promising. Sure. There you go. Thank you, Sierra. It means the same as hopeful, but, you know. Um, yeah. Could you urban dictionary that for me? Hopeful? Promising? Usually when you look up something on urban dictionary. It's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah. So deliveries. Let's talk about deliveries. They delivered 83,500. Now I'm going to ask, because Sierra probably knows, why are the production numbers so different than the delivery numbers? Oh, common question. <laughs> <laughs> so they they only count the... So they count the production numbers. <laughs> um, like from when it's produced, but delivery, it could be... That car could have been produced in the quarter prior, but not delivered until quarter four, even though it was produced in quarter three. You you explained it so eloquently the first three times we recorded this. <laughs> can I can I translate? Yes. Okay. So in quarter <laughs> in the second quarter, any cars that were either in transit or not delivered, those vehicles counted towards the Q3. If they weren't delivered in Q2, those go towards the Q3 numbers. That's why there's a discrepancy and there's more cars delivered than there is produced. Obviously, yeah. Yes, I know. <laughs> That's totally what you're saying. But in transit right now, from Q3 to Q4, there's 80,048 Model 3s. I mean, excuse me, 8,048 Model 3s. How do they um, like deliver them? Just on semis? Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. I've never seen a, like a crate full of them before. Like a crate? Like a, you know, like, like a, a tow truck or like a, oh. would it be like in a semi that, so we can't see what's inside? No, it's on a car hauler, you know, and you're driving down the, fr- I I'm so surprised that you haven't seen this no, because you live right there. Yeah. So they put them on a car hauler with all the vehicles. Like when we were, when we went from your house to LA, mm-hmm. um, I probably saw conservatively like 20 of them wow yeah and wow. coming up coming up and going back probably 20 to 30 oh i've never seen there's one. so many of them wild like we drove next to one for a really long time i was just looking up and Serena's like you need to pay attention <laughs> anyway so um so there's 8,000 model threes right around there 37 7 3,776 model s and x's those are being those are in transit. They haven't been delivered. Those go t- go towards Tesla's Q4 deliveries. So that's a good start. It's close to twelve thousand to start. You all right? Yeah. Okay. I'd squat. Yeah. So some things to look forward to, or actually, it's not really looking forward. Some things to know about going into Q4. Elon said that they're out of production hell, and I don't believe that. They haven't hit, they're still at 6,000 um, cars per week. Goal is 10,000. The goal is 10,000. And they only hit 6,000 a couple of times. They only hit that goal a couple of times. So it's not even consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, the goal is 10,000, which is 40,000 cars a month. And um, they're they're far off. Do you think they're going to start outsourcing? No. Okay. Has he said that? Um, More no. importantly, has he tweeted that? No. <laughs> It's not, but that's very good. Uh, he hasn't, but I don't think they will because there's too many um, 
proprietary parts Mm -hmm. and they would basically have to ship the proprietary parts to wherever they're outsourcing to and it would Mm -hmm. probably just be easier and they would have to ship all of the equipment it would just be easier for them to start up another line got it but i think the bottlenecks are for production are still the battery and still things like the paint shop Mm -hmm. so although they limited the paint colors that you can get um yeah, it's still, still a pain point. I feel like they should just make it so as like least customizable as possible. Like there's only white cars or only black. That's how right? I started. Yeah. They started the Model 3s that way. But then why do they increase like the number of colors and all those options? If... Well, because not everybody wants to have a white car. Yeah, but if product... wouldn't you rather just have a white car than no car at all? Or have to wait for several months? Well, I know somebody that was waiting for... And it's somebody in the family... That was waiting for a Model 3, and she ended up buying a, um, I think, an Audi instead. Oh, Because wow. she was like, I can't afford a $48,000 car that mm-hmm. I don't get to choose anything on, basically. I see. So I'm going to so buy this Audi so that I can um, drive around in a nice car, and I'll just wait for the 30. She has a reservation. Oh. So she'll just wait for the Model 3, 35, the 35000 and she'll hold it until she's ready to buy a new car. Yeah. You rest your case? Yeah. I mean, that's one example, but... Yeah. I wouldn't... If I couldn't pick the car, I wouldn't... Mm-hmm. Uh, plus, I can't... I'm I, The $35,000 yeah. model, is that's where we're... That's where, that's we're, where staying. we're staying. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we can add one thing to that, and that's it. Um. Anyway, so there's still bottlenecks. Elon says they're in delivery and logistics hell, and I 100% believe him, but they're also in Elon hell. So, um, he's causing just as many problems for the company as all of the other production problems are. So let's continue on, shall we? We shall. Electric, Jameson Dow, Tesla released their first quarter vehicles safety report. So this is in direct, um, this is to combat negative media stories. So basically three vehicles, which happened this summer. Three Tesla vehicles crash, catch on fire in a short period of time. And then all of a sudden Tesla is a death trap, which is not true, but it is scary. It's scary for people because Tesla's kind of got a new technology, but it's also scary because the media makes such a big deal out of it. And to me, it's scary, even though I know this stuff and I'm a firefighter, like it's still, it's like, when those things catch on fire, they burn at such a uh, fast rate, right? Well, it's not so much fast, but they burn um, at such a high heat. It worries me having children in the back, mm. you know, like they do have great safety ratings. And that's something that's probably in like that. That worry that I have is probably uh, just kind of fear, uncertainty and doubt implanted by the media. Or maybe it's just my own. Um, you deal with fire a lot, so it's like a sore subject for you. No, <laughs> but car, it, car fires aren't a big deal to me, but yeah. it's more like, um, I don't know. I worry about everything and mm-hmm. because I worry about everything that feeds into stuff. Right. Well, you know how they have the different like safety tests mm-hmm. is like fire. I don't know if they're do more they prone fire? to fire. Yeah. No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. But they do, they do, um, 
they do several tests. One's like a head-on collision. Mm-hmm. I think not everybody does the same safety test. So some are head-on collisions. Some are like offset head-on collisions. They do side impact. I think they try to roll them over, things like mm-hmm. that. And the Model 3 scored 5, as did the Model S and Model X, 5 in all categories. So mm-hmm. technically, it's a very safe car by testing standards. Right. It was interesting that fire isn't a part of that they well, don't try to sit on fire and see how hot it gets or how it, fast it burns you know if it i mean i don't know if they use because that's a hazardous material problem so if mm-hmm. it's like an ice vehicle right mm-hmm. they probably drain the tanks they probably don't have any fluids in the car i don't know if they do or they don't mm-hmm. but if you think about the cleanup when they're hitting these things and if they start leaking all over their track that's mm-hmm. really going to slow things down yeah, yeah. So, and those are the things that are likely going to catch on fire. Uh, so, in so the cool battery packs, Just, huh? That'd be so cool to watch, like all these tests. You, <laughs> you can know? watch them online. I'll show them to you. When oh, done. yeah, yeah. I'll show them to you tomorrow. I want to see it live. Yeah. yeah. But um, so for obviously, they're not going to remove the battery pack from the the Model Three or the Model S, and the Model X. So when they're hitting them, there is that potential for that battery to catch on fire, and they, they haven't. So it's probably really not a worry. But one thing you should remember is that this this safety report was written by Tesla from a Tesla point of view. So um, the numbers are what Tesla wants the numbers to be. Not that they're fake. It's just the view they're giving you is the Tesla view. So, mm-hmm. And I don't have another view to give you. So this is the view that you get, mm-hmm. the Tesla view. But just be aware of that. Uh, so... In the study, Tesla gives itself a handicap. They include actual accidents that occurred and near misses that the software said this was going to be an accident, but we saved you. So they include accidents and not quite accidents. Mm -hmm. Whereas the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration, they just include accidents. So if you are a Tesla driver and, or excuse me, I'm not going to give an example that way. A Tesla with autopilot engaged, they average one accident for every 3.34 million miles driven. If the Tesla has autopilot disengaged, it's one accident for every 1.2 miles, million miles driven, which is, those are pretty good numbers. Two years ago when I started the podcast, it was a million. So it's gone up significantly. The amount of miles per accident has gone up significantly, which is great. Now, the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration, their average shows one accident for every 492,000 miles driven, which is significantly, like you're, if you're not driving in a a Tesla compared, according to this report, if you're not driving in a Tesla, you're anywhere between, what is that, four and 12 times more likely to get in an accident, Mm -hmm. according to the report. I'm just doing the math quickly in my head. Don't email me. Um, Don't come for me. (laughs) Don't at me, bro. (laughs) But uh, anyway, so the point is is Tesla showing that Tesla cars are safe. And when these negative media um, hit pieces come out, Tesla can refer them to this documentation. And then hopefully that will make it into the story. Fingers crossed. Yeah. 
Um, but Tesla, one of the things, their goal is to prevent accidents. And what they do is after an accident occurs, at some point, they follow up with the driver and they get the details of the accident and make sure the driver's okay, which I think is really nice because no other company does that. Well, what they're really doing is making sure they don't talk to the media. <laughs> yes. They I'm send a, a very large hitman over to your house <laughs> and explain to you why you didn't get in an accident, even <laughs> though both of your legs are broken. Because if you do talk about how you got into an accident, all of a sudden both your arms will be broken. Mm-hmm. And That's you were exactly driving in a Jeep. So, <laughs> Yep. Exactly the truth. <laughs> anyway, um, so now we're going to talk about Steve Hanley, Clean Technica. We actually have two stories with Mr. Steve, who's awesome. We love Steve. Rhode Island, awesome. How do you know he's from Rhode Island, by the way? Oh, it's in the uh, his bio. Oh, is it? Yeah. It's his byline? Yeah. I found him on Facebook, friended him mm. to go through the privacy settings. He's quite an, from an, Rhode Island. an older gentleman <laughs> as compared to you. No, no, it's in his bio on the website. <laughs> okay. So Clean Technica, Steve, hey, just so you know, anybody can create a website and anybody can put a bio on a website to get into a auto auction in oh, Monterey. Yeah. Just keep that in mind. We did that. Yes, we did. That's true. We got press passes. We saved like 200 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. So Sierra and I were in an auto, <laughs> at an auto auction, this really fancy auto auction. And if you listen there a year ago, you can listen to the podcast when we were in Monterey. And the lady was like, well, do you have your name on a website? Because Sierra went up and she's, you know, a student. She's like, I'm doing this I'm a student reporter. Thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she's like, well, if you can show me a... Uh, she's asked for a byline. That's a, all she said, a, a byline. A byline, yeah. So Sierra and I took a picture of each other <laughs> with the clothes that we were currently wearing and our backpacks on in the front part of the auto auction. <laughs> and then we walked up and... We gave her the website for the show, and she just kind of looked at us and shook her head and gave us our press passes. <laughs> it was iconic, legendary. It was pretty fun. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Pickett's oh, language. Steve. Steve doesn't have to do that because he's a real reporter. <laughs> What's that like? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So um, we talked about last week Elon and the SEC, the Securities Exchange Commission. That's important because we'll find out what SEC also means according to Elon. Uh, we talked about their settlement last week. Everybody thought it was done. Everybody thought it was fair and reasonable, and there was no more reasons to beat the dead horse of, of we can just all move on. Well, it turns out we can't because a judge has to sign off on the deal that the SEC, Tesla, and Elon have made. And the judge determines whether the settlement is too lenient or too, too severe. Either way, they can throw it out. If the judge doesn't agree, they can stipulate what terms they would like to have on the settlement. And then the, the parties can work it out and come as close as possible and then resubmit it. Um, and right now, the judge has not signed off on the settlement. So we are still waiting. So Elon... He, he's compelled, like a petulant six-year-old, he's compelled to go out, he's going to get his bat, he's going to walk up to that dead horse, and he's just going to beat it. He's going to continue beating it, even though he knows in his heart it's not for his own good, and it's not for Tessa's own good, but he has no impulse control like a six-year-old. He's just going to say what's on his mind, and it's going to be bad. 
It's going to be very bad. What did the tweet say? What did the tweet say? <laughs> anyway, so Elon called the SEC the Short Seller Enrichment Commission, which is probably not smart because somewhere in the agreement that Elon and Tesla signed, Elon would not uh, disparage the settlement. And I don't think any party would. Like, they would not uh, say that any part of the settlement was was wrong. Mm-hmm. Right? They wouldn't complain about it in public, basically. Um, and if they do, they can make the, the settlement null and void, and they'd have to go back, and that's either going to go to trial, which could end up worse for Elon, or better, but probably worse. Yeah. So here's what Elon tweeted. Just want to that. I'm going to say he's going to say say. Just want to say that the Short Seller Enrichment Commission is doing incredible work and the name change is on point. (laughs) Which you can tell that Elon is clearly frustrated and he has a bone to pick with short sellers, right? Yeah. But short sellers, whether he likes it or not, they're still shareholders and he still has a fiduciary responsibility to do the best thing that's in the company's best interest to benefit the shareholders. It doesn't matter if they're short, short sellers or not. They might be really annoying but they're still there. It's like you might have a family member that you're really, really, <laughs> you don't want to talk about, but you still have to invite them to Thanksgiving dinner. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. So it's kind Am of I like. Am that family member? <laughs> huh? Am I that family member? No, of course not. <laughs> this joke is. Yeah. Grandpa. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So anyway. So we'll see if the judge thinks that Elon's tweets are funny or not so funny. And we'll see if the SEC gets uh, uh, provoked into taking further action on this. But when you're, ever, when you're up against a regulatory commission it's probably or agency, it's probably not a good idea to poke them with a stick right after you've agreed to a settlement. I'm going to make a prediction. Go ahead. Like as the is decision's this... getting made, uh-huh. um, Elon's like, live tweeting (laughs) that the the judge is you know looking at this agreement you know and just like air quotes on agreement yes yes and uh yeah i could see him like just live tweeting the thing and just like being like this through the whole he could the whole shebang this thing that could cost him 25 million dollars his 20 million oh seat on the board yeah yeah like high stakes it could but be a really big deal. It could be great content, and he could probably be trending. So, worth yes. it. Hashtag worth it. <laughs> well, we can all agree that this isn't good for the employees. It's not good for employee retention. He tells the employees, don't listen to the negative press, and then he generates negative press because he listens to negative press. Mm-hmm. Um, employees want their stock options. They want, or their whether their options are actual stock, they want that the reason why they're there and the reason why they're not getting paid as much as they could be getting paid is because they have that, that golden ticket. And if Elon continues to push the stock down, there's no reason for those people to stay. Mm-hmm. Like once they vest, they can just be like out and wait for Elon to either get removed or the stock goes up and they just sell. Mm-hmm. There's no reason for them to stick around for more. And a lot of his executives have left and we don't know why, for sure, the executives have left. Other than it's probably very stressful and takes a lot of time and effort and energy to work there. Not even because of Elon. It's just because of the the position the company's in now. Mm-hmm. So if you really want to keep those great people, you gotta 
you got to have that you carrot. You to save it to the drafts and move on, you know? Save it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or just don't tweet. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes it feels good to get it out on paper. So Yeah. Well, write Digitally. it down on paper. Don't don't write it in, <laughs> in a digital space for yeah. everything lives forever. So we'll see what happens with the judge. But we're now we're going to talk about news. Okay? You ready, Sierra? I'm ready. Okay. For the news. Do you remember what we're not going to talk about? Yes. Okay. <laughs> How do you stop a train? You let Sierra in on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you did a good job. Of Mad respect it. to everyone who's still listening. <laughs> no, you. You should all get dragonfly mugs. <laughs> Dragon capsule. Sorry. Yeah. Okay, so this next one's from Steve Hanley from Rhode Island. Love Steve, Clean Technica. Love Steve. <laughs> so there are these fine particulate. There's fine particulate matter that is in the air that we breathe every single day i'd call it particles of death (laughs) (laughs) the way to steal my line good job um she only knows that that's in my notes because we've literally done this three times um she didn't know the first two times it was all a new new experience anyway so these particles of death thanks for ruining it they're inhaled through your lungs and they um get into your bloodstream through the alveoli in your lungs that, that as that transition happens. Um, and then that contributes to pulmonary and cardiac disease. And we know that that that's true. There's, there's no doubt about it. That, that happens. So um, these particles of death, they include coal, natural gas, gasoline, diesel. I'm not going to mention that I'm on a, fire truck right now that spews this stuff out and it burns your nose your mouth your ears your eyes your mouth your your throat i'm not going to mention that i'm on a truck that's going to give me cancer but i am <laughs> <laughs> and everybody knows it and like, everybody sure? says that this drug is not good to be on yeah, that's so terrible and yet we're still on it anyway wood and any other fossil fuel that burns that's all that's those are all the particles of death and they're not good but some researchers from the University of, let's see, they're from the UK. They're from Queen Mary University in London. They have found that these particles are not only getting into our bloodstream, but for pregnant women, they're getting into the placenta. Um, which, Sierra, do you want to try this again? What does the placenta <laughs> do? It provides nutrients to the fetus. It's the fetus's lifeblood, literally. It's their lifeline. It also makes a great milkshake. <laughs> it does make a great milkshake when everything's all said and done. But uh, so, Dr. Lisa Mayashida um, in London, they have confirmed that polluted air. There is a connection between the polluted air that mothers breathe, um, and and the fetus, or excuse me, and the placenta. But they haven't proved that it can affect the fetus. But since the fetus gets everything, or the fetus gets everything from the placenta, it's it's just a makes sense that it's being transferred to the baby. So that's that's bad because we're already starting this brand new life off with um, particles of death. <laughs> particles of death. Yes, good, very good addition there. <laughs> very clickbaity. Um, 
Let's see. I'm losing my notes here. Particles in there found the placenta. Okay, wait, we talked about it. So Dr. Norris Liu, who's a member of the research team, and I hope I said the last name correctly, they say, we also know that the particles do not need to get into the baby's body to have an adverse effect because if they have an effect on the placenta, this will have a direct impact on the fetus. So the particles don't necessarily have to go to the fetus. And here's where I think they're saying, I don't know. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a researcher and I'm not a smart person. And I barely <laughs> went to a college. I went to an online college that, you know, it we counts. could just real, real dumb people go to. You worked hard. Uh, yeah. So when most of these things, most fossil fuels and things like that, when they get into your bloodstream, they make you loopy, like went too much. They make you loopy. Um, and they, they affect you. Like if you are, we talked about this in the last time we recorded this podcast, we talked about time versus, um, it's basically, it's parts per million, how many parts per million are in the air and what's going to hurt you and what's not, but it's over time. So if you get a lot of parts per million of a certain, um, particle, if you get a lot of that in the dangerous levels over a short time, that's bad. If you get a little bit over a long time, that's bad. So um, the polluted air that we're breathing, we're getting, in most cases, a little bit over a long time. Mm -hmm. So well, that's what I'm thinking is that what they're saying there is they can, um, they can, if they make you loopy, they're going to make the baby loopy. If they have, uh, if you're going to have detriments, the baby's going to have detriments. You being ladies, not you being me. Mm. I'm looking at you because you are a lady. I am a lady. A lady. You're a lady of childbearing years. Oh my God, don't ever say that again. <laughs> <laughs> <gasps> so Professor Mina Gaga, which is the coolest name ever, of the <laughs> Athens Chest Hospital in Greece, they said... Uh, the research shows, suggests a possible mechanism of how babies are affected by pollution while being theoretically protected in the womb. So just because you're in the womb doesn't mean you're protected, which was what we talked about. This should raise awareness amongst doctors and the public regarding the harmful f effects of air pollution in pregnant women. We need stricter policies on, excuse me, we need stricter policies for cleaner air to reduce the impact of pollution on health worldwide because we are already seeing a new population of young adults with health issues and I will say that this is 100% true. It used to be when we'd go on a call for difficulty breathing, it was mostly in the elderly mm -hmm. and you would rarely go, maybe somebody had asthma or whatever mm -hmm. but now we're going on more and more people who are in their 20s and 30s who are having difficulty breathing calls mm -hmm. and it's not necessarily all because of pollution, there's a lot of other contributing factors that go into it but when i first started my career difficulty breathing you could almost be certain that it was going to be an older person no and i've also seen studies that talk about how like areas that are within a certain radius of a factory there's a way higher rate of asthma you know like it's sure. like been drawn to that conclusion you yeah know? so and it's then you like... have like the fallon cancer clusters and things like that mm -hmm. in nevada yeah so that all makes sense. Um, but just in everyday general breathing air, we're breathing polluted air 
almost no matter where you live. I mean, there's probably some pristine area in the world that you're not breathing polluted air, but it travels. Like when the Fukushima plant in Japan, we were when it had its meltdown, we were getting radiation readings in the United States. Mm-hmm. So it travels. Anyway, um, there was another store, study with 500,000 children, and they showed that air pollution had a significant negative impact on their cognitive functioning, which we've, we're doing much better in this podcast. <laughs> but the other two, we had a high level of air pollution inside this room. <laughs> it made sense. It all yeah. made sense. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and there was another uh, study that showed that there's all sorts of toxic nanoparticles in the human brain. And this is all being pushed towards things like air pollution. But we also know that there's a bigger push nowadays towards more whole foods. Not so many, um, not so much organic, but not so many like... Uh, um, Processed. Yeah, like pesticides. Um, hormones that go into the meat and things like that. There's a push mm-hmm. to get a, more away from that. Even though it makes sense from a business standpoint that you want this to be a big beefy chicken Mm-hmm. So that you get big beefy breasts, so that beefy chicken, so <laughs> that you can get more money for the chicken. But in reality, you know, what is that doing to us? Anyway, I guess what I'm saying here is it doesn't, whatever, wherever you fall in air pollution, whether cars are causing and greenhouse gases are causing the climate to um, change. Whether you think that's true or not, it doesn't really matter because we do know that air pollution has a significant effect on our health. So if you don't think that climate change is a real thing, that's fine. I don't have a problem if nobody, if you people don't think that that's true because the only way you're going to change somebody's mind is, is show them the data and even then you might not change their mind. So if you believe that it's true or not true, that's neither here nor there. We all know for sure that it's hurting our health. So when you're out there and you're discussing these kinds of things with people about how much better electric cars are, and electric cars aren't perfect by any, by any means, but if, when you're out there discussing how much better electric cars are for the environment, they're also better for our health overall. Mm-hmm. So They can have an immediate impact, not just like over time. Yeah. And that's people, I think that resonates better with people because it's like so much more tangible. Like, if they have a hard time believing in the long-term effects. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can, like, in my lifetime, I haven't noticed. And I've lived in a whole bunch of different places from the cold, some of the colder climates on the planet to some of the hotter climate on the planet (laughs) between Alaska and Phoenix and a bunch of places in between. Um, My my environmental history is going to be skewed because... After I turned 21, I moved away from a cold place, and then I didn't spend any more but three to four years in any other place, you know? So I don't really have a good trend, Mm -hmm. and I don't think anybody else does either for that matter. Um, And I'm not going to live for millions of years, but I have seen plenty of people around me die of cardiac problems. People that are seemingly healthy die of cardiac problems or people who have never smoked in their life, they get lung cancer, things like that. That stuff does happen and it affects a lot of people in the world. And that's something that you can, that's something you can hold on to. 
-hmm. whereas climate change is a little more difficult to hold on to for a lot of people. So whether you believe in it or not, it doesn't really matter because it's you personally, it's going to affect you whether you are affected by it or somebody you love is affected by it. So that's it. That's the whole show. (laughs) (laughs) We made it seven minutes faster. Wow. I know. That's impressive. It seems like the the train wreck we did last time, (laughs) seven minutes, it seems like we should have made it like 20 minutes faster. But thank you for redoing it, Sierra. I really appreciate it. You did a very good job. Thank you. I just held my tongue. I didn't say anything controversial, so proud of that. What's the most controversial thing I can bring up, and then I'm going to bring it up and somehow attach it to the topic we're at? Yeah. yeah. People want that nowadays. It's they all about sure sensational. Do. Not on this show though. <laughs> oh no, I'm pretty... I gotta hang on to every listener I can. Yes. I'm probably one of the leave. smaller Tesla pod or E V podcasts out there. So I wanna hang on to as many people as possible. Yes. Anyway, I wanna thank everybody for listening, including Sierra, because I know that she listens every week <laughs> without fail. And she listened to the episode that I recorded the day she moved away. I'm sure she listened to it. Oh, no. It's going to make me cry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyway. Okay. If I you will want, listen. Go ahead. You don't I, have to I'll listen. go back and listen. No, okay, let's wrap this up don't. and then make a talk after. <laughs> so you can email me, B-O-D-I-E at 918digital.com. That's Bodie at 918digital. You can find me on Twitter at 918digital. I really don't do anything on Twitter, but if you want to follow me, I'll follow you back, and I'll be really interested in the things that you're doing. If you want to become a member of Patreon for a dollar, um, you get the uh, not super often extra Patreon things that I do. <laughs> but if you go at the $5 level, you get to join us in a Slack. And uh, we're more active on the Slack for sure. Sierra's on the Slack, but she's never posted anything. Good job. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway. Need to engage more. Um, sounds like. And if you want to, you know, win a win a coffee cup go leave a review and send me an email or become a patreon supporter because i'm giving a coffee cup away next friday for sure for sure so thanks everybody for listening i hope you have a great week and thanks there for being on the show i love you very much thanks for having me love you too and i love all you listeners (laughs) yes and everybody on slack sierra loves everybody on slack she's so interested in getting that at slack i'm sorry (laughs) Thank you. <laughs> oh.